0: Hello and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and joining us today is Mike Perrell, who's here to talk to us about older adults and safe driving. Now, Mike retired from a 39-year career at the U.S. National Highway Tra- uh, Traffic Safety Administration in 2009, where he headed a group responsible for research on how crash prevention systems you impact driver performance. This included mirrors and controls and displays as well as the newer advanced driving assistance systems. His group also explored how impairments due to driver age, fatigue, alcohol, and distraction can impact the probability of a crash. Now Mike remains involved in the traffic safety field as a consultant and volunteer with the Transportation Research Board as well as the CarFit program that we're going to be talking about. He's got a BS in electrical engineering from Carnegie Mellon University and an MS in industrial engineering from Ohio State University lives in uh, the Braddock district of uh, Fairfax County with his wife and on top of all the volunteer and consultancy work he still times uh, finds time to practice his accordion and you should have brought it with you you could have given us a little tune today right uh, should have what were you thinking Nothing. Uh, no comment on that one. <laughs> okay. So still practicing that part, huh? Right. Not ready to go on tour. All right.
1: Not ready for prime time. All
0: right. Well, let's get down to the, to the meat of the, this show today, talking about older adults, obviously the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, our, our kind of target audience there, older adults and safe driving. And I guess um, a, a question to start off with, and we're talking about age, how age-related changes, because as we age things affect us, how that affects our driving ability. Is there a correlation there that you can point point to?
1: So, as we get older, there are kind of three things that change uh, with our age. Mm -hmm. Uh, Different aspects of our vision change, different physical characteristics change, and uh, our cognitive abilities change. So, in the case of vision, uh, we uh, are more sensitive to glare as we get older, oh. uh, where um, some, some people develop cataracts, that's an age-related uh, medical problem, and we can't focus closely. And you can imagine in terms of vision, that, help, that affects our ability to read signs, it affects our ability mm-hmm. to read the instrument panel and uh, see things in mirrors. Physically uh, we're not as strong as we were, we're not as flexible. Uh, and our bones are a little bit more brittle, so that mm. makes us susceptible to okay. injury. Wow, okay. And cognitive is probably, you know, the most serious concern because uh, it affects our judgment and decision-making.
0: Uh, re- reflex time, is that?
1: And you you have a slower response time. That's part of the cognitive response. We're okay. slower.
0: Now, so, as I as say, I are one. I, I am this population. And maybe there might be people in the 50-plus population that um, get defensive when we say that or, or perhaps are in denial that I'm my, my vision is getting worse or my physical things are changing or whatever. I mean, how, how would you address that? So
1: that's an important point to mention because uh, for two reasons. One is uh, as we get older— we, the variability between individuals increases. Mm. So, in other words, our chronological age doesn't necessarily correlate with our uh, uh, capabilities. Okay. Uh, you have the senior superstar, and hopefully, we're we're in that category. And you have the people who, unfortunately, develop medical conditions that right. put them in the, you know, more um, risky category. Mm. But be, I think because of those age-related changes. Uh, People have certain stereotypes of older drivers, and mm-hmm. they think that these characteristics mean that older drivers are hazard on the road. Um, where do these stereotypes come from?
0: Younger drivers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully we can talk about a little bit about how those two compare. But here's a joke I heard that uh, I think speaks to the point. It's about a, a police officer who pulls over a car. Uh, to, uh, presumably for speeding, but the, he sees that there are four uh, old ladies in the car, two in the front and two in the back. And the the driver says, how come you stopped me? I was going the speed limit. And uh, the officer said, well, no, no, you, you actually weren't going the speed limit. You were going 25 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone. And it's actually not that safe to drive too slow. Mm. And the woman said, the driver said, what do you mean? Uh, I was going 25. And he said, well, he laughed a little bit. He said, well, 25 is actually the route number, not the speed <laughs> limit. And, but, and it's not as safe to drive when you're going that slow. Right. And um, he noticed the other women in the car were still kind of white and they hadn't said a thing. And he said, before I let you go, is everything okay with your passengers? And she's, the driver said, She'll be, they'll be okay in a minute because we just came off route 125. <laughs> So you get those jokes that stereotype old drivers, and then you also get the unfortunately serious car crashes with old drivers that the media picks up. Mm. Uh, An older driver runs into a crowd, and then you get, uh, unfortunately,
0: the the wrong impression about most older drivers. Right, right. So... You kind of hit on it earlier, and we were joking about it. it's the younger drivers that, that say the older drivers are, are the problem, and the older drivers say, well, it's the younger drivers that, that are the problem. Uh, are Statistically, is there any way to prove that that one set of drivers older is versus younger? Is there any comparison, any difference? Yeah, really? so th-
1: this would be easier for me to explain, of course, if we could see the chart of the, the crash risk. Uh, if you look at, uh, and there's kind of two basic ways to look at the crash risk. One is the crashes per mile driven Mm -hmm. and the other is crashes per population. And uh, in the case of crashes um, per population, Mm -hmm. uh, it's the older drivers actually have the lowest rate of crashes.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, In the cases of per miles driven, they actually, uh, up until about seventy-five, uh, are seventy-five lower, years seventy-five years old. Okay. Have a lower crash risk than
0: than other drivers.
1: It starts to increase a bit.
0: But, uh, but could you say point. that's because they're driving less miles overall because they're not having to go as many places? Well,
1: one of, uh, one of the interesting points about the data is uh, it's almost not an apples to apples comparison because hmm. there are many older drivers who drive fewer miles per year. And to compare an older driver who drives fewer miles per year with the younger drivers who drive more, what, what you end up doing is mixing yeah. the risk, because fewer miles could be miles that are uh, on more dangerous roads in urban areas yes, with more, more intersections. Uh, if you drive further, uh, more miles per year, you may be driving on freeways, which on uh, a per-mile per travel basis are uh, a less risky road. Oh,
0: okay. Interesting. So, um, okay, a lot of, lot of different things to consider. Okay.
1: Uh, and, and, and one other thing to mention, though, is people, again, because of these horrible crashes that the media picks up on, where an older driver kills other people, if you look at the data, uh, basically older drivers are much more of a harm to themselves than other road users compared to
0: younger drivers. Hmm. Wow. Okay. That is good to know. Interesting. We're on the Fairfax 50 Plus uh, podcast talking to uh, Mike Perrell about older adults and safe driving and uh, a lot of topics to, uh, to discuss here. I want to make sure we try to get to as many as we can. And we're talking about the older drivers, the stereotypes there. I, is there a way to say typical or are there types of crashes that are common among older drivers?
1: So yes, there are. So okay. the, mo- the most common type is the intersection-related crash. Mm. Uh, typically, uh, an older driver doesn't yield the right of way and turns left in front of an oncoming car. Um, the and compared to uh, and, and merging is kind of the same thing. Mm, yeah. uh, they they either um, fail to look, but more typically, it's it's the look-but-don't-see phenomena, mm. and possibly because they're just not processing the information. I mean, that's
0: an area that's uh, still right. something to do more research well, on. Well, and folks drive so fast around here, too. I mean, I, I look, and sometimes I don't see because I look, and there's nobody there, and I start over, and all of a sudden, here comes somebody flying by me. So,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. So it's not that everybody doesn't have intersection crashes, yeah. but that's— it's. That's the, uh, the one that older drivers get involved in more. They're less involved, especially compared to younger drivers, in speeding crashes, yeah. alcohol crashes, okay. and, and single vehicle crashes.
0: Well, I, was gonna, I said that makes sense. I'm assuming – that's my, my stereotype, mm-hmm. I guess. That I'm assuming that they're not going to be involved in, in as many um, – uh, high-speed uh, crashes, or alcohol, just because I'm thinking it's a more experienced driver who has had time behind the wheel and knows the roles and responsibilities of, of being behind the wheel. Right, right. Okay. Um, if an older adult is involved in a crash, are they more vulnerable to injuries or fatalities, or are there any statistics along that line? Uh,
1: yeah, yes. Yes, they are. It, it's Again, it's Probably no surprise that our bodies become more fragile yeah. as they age. Yeah. I alluded to that at the beginning. And so that makes us more susceptible for injury. So when you look at fatal crash rates mm. of of the older drivers, uh, they s- start to increase noticeably at age 70 to 74. Mm. And again, it's not so much because they're causing the crash. I mean, it, it may be in some cases, but it's because they don't survive as well. The good news on this, though, is... Those uh, fatality rates for older drivers are impro- have improved over the last couple decades hmm. and you know we can speculate for reasons why, uh, ranging from improved car design that, uh, okay. you know there's yeah. cars have some cars have more airbags than cup holders right. and those side airbags help older drivers in these intersection crashes yeah, okay. uh, probably emergency responses are better now to kind of help older drivers uh, get to the hospital quicker. Mm-hmm. And and this generation
0: of uh, older drivers may be healthier uh, than the previous that's, generations of older drivers. That's true, too. A lot of factors. Uh, kind of a, a side note question here. I mean, a lot of statistics, a lot of facts and figures. I mean, uh, U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, have they been keeping these kind of numbers and research for a while? For decades? I mean, I I don't know if you know the answer how long it goes back, but it's kind of interesting to see the trends. Increased airbags might, you know, decrease fatalities or injuries and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. There are uh, several databases that have been maintained by the uh, Federal uh, Safety Agency for four decades, and that's what allows researchers to to look at this data.
0: Interesting. Okay. Got a couple more uh, questions and topics. So we want to try to make uh, make sure we uh, we get through here. So we'll try to breeze through, but make sure we cover all the information too. So we've talked a lot about the, the risk factors and, and different things like that. I, I guess I'm curious to know, uh, as a 50-plus resident, an older driver, are there things that I can do to improve my driving safety?
1: There there are a lot of things. Okay, um, You can... Uh, Two kind of categories you can adapt your behavior in different ways that i'll mention Okay. and you can uh, buy a car and adjust it so it works for you that it fits better okay. so in, in terms of adaptations yeah. uh and a lot of drivers do this already they, they don't they know they they need to do this they adjust their driving they keep longer headways mm-hmm. they don't drive at night in bad weather because here's something a lot of people don't think about but at night we don't drive as much at night, in part because of glare and not being able to see as well. Mm-hmm. Well, one a couple ways to help that is clean your headlights. Uh, huh. If you if there's dirt on the headlights to any degree, that disperses the the beams of light, right. and not only do you blind other people, but it reduces the light where you need going on the objects right. that you need to see. Huh. Clean the windshields. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wear glasses, clean glasses. Right, so every right. every little layer there that has dirt or dust on it affects your visibility at night. Um, at intersections, we talked about yeah, that, yeah. you've just got to just take your time. Uh, if you can plan your route to avoid making left turns at unprotected intersections, unprotected meaning, means there's no like ar- a green arrow for no, a left yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah. Some people have talked about making three right turns instead <laughs> of a left. And maybe if you have a navigation system that you can figure out how to use, that can h- help
0: you how, to, how yeah. to make that kind of route okay. without getting lost. Interesting, okay. And that's a good tip about the uh, the headlights. I never thought about that, because yeah. I, unfortunately I don't wash my car as often as I should, <laughs> so they're probably pretty dirty. Yeah, it's a uh, simple, simple thing, but it's surprisingly how that
1: can really affect your visibility.
0: Okay, I want to make sure we talk about uh, the CARFIT program here. I don't know anything about CARFIT. What, what does that mean?
1: So CARFIT is a, a program that was put together by the AAA uh, by um, AARP and the American Occupational Therapy Association. Mm-hmm. And the idea there, it's not, it's not a, uh, a classroom education. It's in, you come in your car and you get educated about how to adjust some of the safety features in the car so uh, it matches your your uh, ability and your physical characteristics. So, for example, okay. yeah, uh, a lot of i've been a volunteer and 've organized a couple car fit events, and we have a, what we do is we have a 12 point checklist of things in the car to adjust or to tell, explain to drivers how mm. to adjust. We don't make the adjustments we okay. get, educate them. So it ranges from making sure they have their safety belts on correct to the head restraint at the right height to making sure they're far enough away from the steering wheel in the event, the airbag. Mm. Uh, uh, deploys. Right. You have to be 10 inches or more away for safety. And a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people do not know uh, that their steering wheels can tilt. So we right. show them how that happens. Okay. I uh, was at a uh, event recently where a woman didn't know she had a feature with a simple button on the instrument panel. She, she didn't even know it was there that could adjust the pedal uh, height oh, so okay. she could have the pedals closer to her so you can see over the steering wheel. Right. And be far enough away at the same time okay uh, we'd look at mirrors
0: uh, make sure those are adjusted and okay. a few other things and and so this would tie in with looking if you're if you're getting a new vehicle or upgrading your current vehicle it doesn't have to be a new one you could right. buy a, new, a used vehicle or whatever there are certain things that I guess then related to this checklist maybe you should look for if you're going to get an, a new vehicle
1: that's a good idea because we see people that come into carpet that you wonder why they bought this car in the first place. Uh, you, you can't, we can't make all the adjustments. Right, it's right. a juggling act. So, yeah, test drive the car. Okay. Make sure the salespeople, if it's a new car, yeah, can yeah. explain t-
0: to you how things work. What, uh, quickly, and we're almost out of time. Okay. Is there one, two, three things that I should look for in a vehicle, features that I should have? Well,
1: we didn't get a chance to talk a lot about some of the advanced technology, sure. uh, but they're starting to be in cars a lot of... Uh, crash avoidance features that uh, warn drivers uh, if they are inattentive and are about to hit a car that's braking ahead. Right. Forward collision warning. There are uh, features that allow you to um, detect when there's a car in your blind spot, which mm. is helpful yeah, so you don't have to turn helpful. your head yeah. if, if you have mobility, neck mobility, flexibility problems. And for some parking situations, having the backup camera can be helpful. Oh, yeah. I love the backup camera. But
0: I can't can't rely on it. Still got to look around. Right. So some
1: of these technologies uh, can be double edged swords, not just for older drivers, but for younger drivers. Mm -hmm. So they have benefits, but if you don't know how to use them properly and what their limitations are, uh, they they won't won't work as effectively. Yeah. And so read the owner's manual. We 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 all (laughs) get lazy about that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right, Mike. Really quickly, uh, second to last question: Uh, Are there new DMV, Department of Motor Vehicle, licensing requirements for older adults?
1: So in Virginia, there's a new law this year that um, asks drivers who are 75 uh, and older at the time of license renewal Uh to come in for a in-person renewal and to retake the vision test. And that has to be done now every five years. It used to be starting at age
0: 80 every eight years is my understanding Oh, okay interesting so now 75 okay right. i I know there's a lot of information we didn't get to a lot of stuff we could we could just dive deep into into one subject but i want to thank you for being on fairfax 50 plus podcast talking about older adults and safe driving give you the last 15 20 seconds final thought final word uh, guidance advice anything about the topic of older older adults and safe driving well uh
1: being able to drive and keep mobile is, is, uh, is very important. You, some of the advice, in addition to what I've said, you can find online. Uh, there's one a very clever website called MyCarDoesWhat.org huh. that explains some of this new technology that you might, want, might be interested in before you buy it or even after you buy it and you don't know it. Okay. And then there's some other organizations like AAA and the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety in addition to the federal
0: agency where you can get more information. Cool. Okay. Awesome. MyCardDoesWhat.org? Yeah. Okay. I've checked that out. Yeah. That's very nice. Mike, thanks for being with us on uh, Fairfax 50 Plus. Good information. You're welcome. And if you'd uh, like to get information on county services, recreation, and upcoming events for older adults, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults or simply call 703-324-7948 TTY 711. When you go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults, be sure to check out the connections column and also consider subscribing to Fairfax 50 plus e-news as well as the Golden Gazette. Thanks for listening again to Fairfax 50 plus produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.